You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Today, it's a great honor to chat with the legendary Paul Wong on the podcast. Dr. Wong is Professor Emeritus of Trent University. He's a fellow of APA and CPA and president of the International Network on Personal Meaning and the Meaning-Centered Counseling Institute, Inc., editor of the International Journal of Existential Positive Psychology. He's also edited two influential volumes on the human quest for meaning. A prolific writer, he is one of the most cited existential and positive psychologists. The originator of meaning therapy and international meaning conferences, he has been invited to give keynotes and meaning therapy workshops worldwide. Dr. Wong is the recipient of the Carl Rogers Award from the Society for Humanistic Psychology. Dr. Wong, what an honor it is to chat with you today. Me too. Where should we even begin? You know, I'll tell you, I was looking through all of your papers going all the way back, uh, trying to trace the development of your research and thinking, um, going all the way back to your work with rats. <laughs> wow. In the 70s. In the yeah. 70s. The effect <laughs> of food deprivation and imprinting on the behavior of young domestic chicks. I think that might have been one of your first papers. 1971. <laughs> okay, well, no, my, my, uh, my work before that, that was... Wow. 60s? Rat. Yeah, I worked with rats first. Wow. Uh, she actually, all my research had the same theme. The same theme. The theme is, how can animals or human beings survive and thrive in deprivation, in adverse conditions. So that would be my theme. That's, that's why I call myself a, a, a central positive psychologist, 
because life is hard. Life is hard for all animals. Survival of the fishes. <laughs> you are now strong, you got eaten. <laughs> you either eat or be eaten. <laughs> so that has been my my, my question. Now, how can we how can we survive and thrive in the face of threat, obstacles, danger? So that is not just a philosophical question because while we're born, Japanese, Japan invaded China. You know, we, we grew up with uh, with a window tape with paper strips mm. so they would not be shattered. And we, 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 at night, we use a little oil lantern, cannot turn on the light. When we were four years old, uh, to Japan with Japanese soldiers with guns came to a house, want to take over the house. So what, we can all move out. So I was shipped to, all the children were shipped to different families. So I was shipped to a, a remote relative. So they put me in the basement full of lights and darkness. And I was spent nice there, you know, with, with my whole body beaten by, by bugs. So therefore, you know, I, and then we escaped to Hong Kong as refugees. So that's why I say, well, there's a lot of process that go to talk about life in neutral and positive territories. I did not mean because most of my life is in negative territory. Hmm. What, so where were you born? Wait, let's back up a second. Where were you born and what year? 1937 in Tianjin. Wow, 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 wow. And so where did you um where did you go to college? Uh I went to I went to a college in Carlton University. Okay. Okay. I came to Canada to study. At Calgary. At Calgary. Yeah. Carlton, Carlton University. Oh okay. Cal- in, in Canada. Cal- uh, in, in, in Ottawa, yeah. And then you obtain for my PhD, yeah. Okay, and then like, at what point did you get interested in psychology? I would, you know, I was, I was in psychology when I was a little kid. You know, I, I, was, I always wondered, why people do things that way? Why people say that? You know, when I was eight years old, I was worried about, you know, what happened to me? If my parents died, of young who look after me, and what happened when I died? So I was wrestling with the issue of death when I was eight or nine years old. Wow, wow. So wow. I was born a, a sad philosopher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you were, were, you, were you interested in the existential philosophers? Yeah, yeah, of course. I, then my, I read all the, you know, in my teens, I read all the same books. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's what's really interesting about you is that you really you predate the field of positive psychology by quite a bit. I mean, you were I was looking back. You 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 came up with a well the perceived well being scale in 1984, the year Michael Jackson won the Grammy. <laughs> I won one. I think one of his first Grammys. Tell me about that. Oh, I did a long story with uh, with me and the and the and the. 
Marty okay. We actually started about the same time. See, when he was doing research on helplessness, right. I was right. doing research both with, with animals. I was doing research with learned optimism. Yeah. Learned yeah. courage. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. so I wrote to him, I say, hey Marty, I say I I don't think that animals can become helpless so readily because if they become helpless after some exposure to non-contingent plantation, they will not have survived. I say, your animal, your dog, have already been reduced to the helpless state through incarceration. I say, I bet you anything, those street dogs, they will not be so easily reduced to helplessness. Hmm. So later on, this will show that that's right. Okay? A wild dog will not be become helpless so soon. And also, I, I, I say that uh, you're human beings. I suppose to, uh, I feel non-contingent reinforcement become helpless. What a silly. Nobody can graduate to become helpless. That is an artifact. So I do the same experiment, but asking them, my, my subject will say, I'm not helpless. I'm just still silly to waste my time. I know this whole thing's rigged. So, so they interpret that as helplessness. And uh, so I, uh, our research, you know, with animals, with human, to prove that Matt is wrong. And uh, his, his partner, Steve Mayer, agreed with me. Amazing. Steve, Wait, Steve, you, Steve, this was, so you contacted Marty in the 80s? In, in the 60s. Well, you said, was, you, you said email, so I, I don't think email existed then, but you wrote him letters? <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I was yeah. doing. Yeah. So, uh, Steve Mayer liked my work. See, who did? Steve Mayer. Yeah, Steve, Steve. Mayer. Yeah, Marty's uh, collaborator, mean collaborator on the uh, learning helplessness studies. Wow. Yeah, he's, a, he's a teacher of uh, of uh, Chris Chris Peterson. Yes, yes, of course. So Mayer, Mayer became my good friend. So he was serving on the and the National Institute of Mental, um, uh, IMH Committee. So when he finished his term, he recommended me to take over. Uh, an IMH bio, uh, biological behavioral science panel. Right? So, and also he came to my con uh, conference where I met your, men where I met your mentor. Uh, uh, Robert Sternberg. Uh, no, yeah. Yeah. What year yeah, was that? What year was that conference? That was uh, way back, you know. That was just... But anyway, so Steve Mayer came to my conference, came to my symposium on, on, on helplessness, uh, doing interpretation of helplessness. But anyway, so because I do not agree with Marty, so, well, people disagree because we are doing findings, right? So for some reason, he got married with me. I don't know what. He what? Say it again. He got married with me. He, he got mad with. He got mad at you for for doing what exactly? Because we're questioning his death. But then he ended up creating a whole field, field. based on. Uh -huh. 
but then he created a whole field based on it. Yes, I started the, my animal research that, you know, I, I actually talked to Skinner. I said, You talked to B.F. Skinner? Yeah, I talked to Skinner, yeah. I actually, uh, Chris Monument's game, had lunch with him. So I said, I, said, I talked to Skinner, I said, I said, Skinner, you, you, you guys, your output conditioning is, it's the first level, the higher level of air conditioning. Uh, open conditioning because animals can learn rules that go from the first level. So I, I took a data. He agreed with me, but he died. You know? Wow. wow. Uh, so so it, uh, this might be kind of on creativity. So I want to teach rats rules. Now, one rule is the creativity. You know, was I, I invented a two bar skinner box. So they got reinforcement only when they learn to alternate left, right, left, right. They can look at twice one bar. They have to alternate. They learn the rule of alternation. They got reinforced only when they press two here, two left. I can make that, I can teach the right how to count either. Also, uh, this is interesting. So I do a, 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 a REM sleep rat, with rat, okay, with uh, uh, Carla Smith. He's a s sleep uh, researcher. This is very interesting, okay. Why you teach animals simple learning, uh, their REM sleep, you know, we know that, okay. But for teach animal creativity, that is doing game. Because some rats can never learn. They're, they're stupid rats. <laughs> <laughs> some rats will never learn. Wow. That's amazing. Well, I wonder if that's the case with humans as well. No, not clear too. They don't alternate. You know, they fix it on one, one bar. Eh? Yeah. They have to switch bar in order to get reinforcement. So usually we find that the few animals who are able to learn they show a huge ramp sleep. Before the next day, they got it. Eh? The rest do not show that, show a huge jump in ramp sleep, nebula. So it's somehow that their brain, their little rat brain, like, wow, wow, how did you inside? No. It's not happening, there's a rule there. So they're able to learn a higher order thing. I see. I see. Yeah, I also able to teach animals to learn pressure bar that can increase the efficiency of reinforcement on the bar. So higher order. The skin never got started that. That's amazing. When did you do those studies? Was that early uh, on in your career? That that was in the in the sixty in the late sixties. Wow! Wow! And and also I also challenged Rotter. <laughs> I challenge everybody. The locus <laughs> of control guy? The locus of control guy? <laughs> wow. I said, Roger, you're all wrong. It's how so. <laughs> <laughs> you really stir the pot there, Dr. Wong. <laughs> I said, you're all wrong. I said, you force people to choose internal, external. No, the world doesn't operate that way, I say. I say Chinese guys are both internal and external at the same time. See, we work hard internal. 
but we give credit to our teacher, to our parents. Oh, I'm able to succeed because my t- teacher is very good, and my parents support my study. So we're able to to to, to so definitely we understand why Chinese people didn't have to figure it out how to, they they cannot measure it. they cannot measure the true picture. You can afford them to choose either one. So I develop internal external as two independent dimensions. So lo and behold, Chinese guys are both high in internal and external dimension. So I said that should be applied to all research that most variables are not are not uh, two values on the same dimension, you know, bipolar. Right. Right. There are two, two independent dimensions. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that is so that can change change the whole field about measurement. You're when you're two independent dimensions. Then you allow more space, creativity, allow for maximum cognitive flexibility. Right? Sure, you know what I'm saying? Later on, after me, uh, uh, the guy in, in, in uh, Michigan with the, with the Chinese professor Pan, P-U-N-G, they say, oh, Chinese people are more flexible cognitively. They see things as, uh, as uh, you know, differently. I found it a long time ago. If they never, still, I'm living in Canada, nobody pay attention to my research. So that's why you invited me as a well, that's an opportunity for me to share my ideas. Yeah. Because people don't take Canada seriously. They don't? I'm, they don't, they, don't take, they don't take Canada serious. It's everything in America, right? I do. My best friend lives in Canada. Oh, then you're different. That's why you 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 invited me. That's why I'm grateful to you, right? <laughs> okay. There's a lot a lot going on here right now. A lot a lot that you're talking about. My, 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 I'm doing everything. Trying to find out what's going on. See? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, so my, my thinking is a bit different from people in the West because my training is different, right? Yeah. In, in Chinese, you know, when I was a kid, my parents told taught teachers, taught, taught me, you got to work hard, right? You got to work hard. The top people work the hardest, okay? And then the Chinese saying that, uh, you will do and you suffering in young age, you never succeed in life. So that idea ingrained in my mind. You do work and you suffering and you work hard, you'll never amount to anything. Mm. So that's why when I see that not the American young people want to easy life, they can easy they can success easily without sacrifice, without suffering. You know, I say, oh, that's not real life. So now, pandemic, people can realize now, it, life is difficult with pandemic, with lockdown, people got, people got uh, uh, unemployed, bankrupt, uh, got sick. 
So now they have dosage of reality, the life is hard. So I say life is hard, do you know, that those psychologists say, I'm unscientific, I'm too pessimistic. I've been criticized for years by parapsychologists. Well, this is why you're an existential positive psychologist. You, I think you may be the only existential positive psychologist on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> the existential people hate parapsychology. They, they're mad. They're mad with I they. know. I know. It's ridiculous. I've been trying to unite all these all these different factions and i mean why not just call yourself a humanistic an existential humanistic psychologist that's what i that's what i am i'm just curious yeah yeah, yeah. So, so you are you're amazing because you call yourself humanist psychologist and yet the positive psychology people embrace you but the rest of humanist psychology, they have nothing to do with them. It's a shame. It's a real shame. I've yeah. been trying to change that. Yeah. Because Kirk, Kirk, Kirk Schneider. Yes, I love Kirk Schneider. I, Kirk Schneider and I trying to set up a special issue of, of uh, American psychologists and have a dialogue with uh, Marty and Jonathan Haidt. Mm -hmm. It, it, it never come to fruition. They, they, oh, they will no. not. So it'd be nice to have a dialogue. They don't believe in dialogue. I, I don't know why. Well, Jonathan Haidt definitely believes in dialogue. It's his thing. Yeah, great. But, it, but anyways, it never come to fruition. Okay? That's a shame. Yeah. yeah. So uh, even now, I, I write to parapsychology people like this, this girl of a uh, great, uh, uh, what's this guy, uh, Duckworth, uh, the Chinese Ange woman. A Angela Duckworth, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I told her, I said, you're Chinese. Chinese people don't think about that great like that. You're, you know, that's, you're, you're in complete. Your courage, how can I have two of courage? It's just passion and persistence. With a conviction, well, courage, you don't. I mean, the, the basic thing is moral fortitude. Moral fortitude. And the, the moral fortitude to do the right thing. And also bravery, you know what? I'm willing to put my life on the line. I'm able to risk my life. It's not just persistence, but sacrifice. So you, you miss out courage part. You miss out uh, the first to believe in something. She never, she never reply. I like her courtesy to, I'm called, I'm older than you. You're you, you, my, my daughter. I thought I taught you something, right? Her, her students talk to me. That was nice. That was nice. Uh, but she never reply to me. I was just not, did not good researcher. Well, she's very busy. She's a very busy human. And well, maybe I, it wasn't personal. I'm full science. For science, for sake of science, you another senior researcher or, or whatever, discuss with you on, on a measure of, that you're passionate about. At least you should discuss, but, but, he ignore me. I wrote her so two or three times. Sorry, who was that? Who are you talking about? Uh, uh, Angela uh, Oh, I'm sorry, you said he, so I was confused. Do you mean she? Yeah. She, yeah, yeah. yeah she. 
Um, it's okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I hear, I hear your uh, frustration. Um, I hear that you are frustrated. In 2020, you wrote an article called "The Unheard Cry of a Successful Asian Psychologist." That was the title of your article. What is, what is the unheard cry exactly? If you could, uh, if I give you the microphone right now. What is, what exactly is it? Is that so? Not only people do not want. I mean. The real, real famous people like Skinner and uh, uh, they will talk to me. But, but, but for some reason, the, the part of psychology people, that this, this uh, tribal mentality, this, yeah, they don't want to talk to people who, who question their, their simplicity. Okay? So do not talk to me. Okay? And I got criticized. I, I, one time, I, I applied for a grant for, for Templeton uh, for my, my conference. Mm. One reviewer with Parsecology said that suffering has nothing to do with Parsecology. Reject my grant. Oh, that's a, that's, that's unfortunate. A, uh, but I, I fought back. I said, suffering has nothing to do with Parsecology? <laughs> Suffering is the basis of psychology. So I won the case, I become a man, okay? But I'm saying that at every turn, I got this, this parasitic people slap me, I mean, that reject me left and right. Consider, continuing, every, every step away, they are rejecting, rejecting, rejecting. Well, let's um, let's talk about your research because let, let's let's focus on the positive. Let's not focus on your suffering. No, I'm joking. That was that was a joke. <laughs> but let's 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 talk a little bit about you know what's awesome about your research. Um, you you tried to create something called PP 2.0, Positive Psychology 2.0, and um, I just want to read a quote of yours. You said PP 2.0 is concerned with how to bring out the best in individuals in society through dialectical principles of yin and yang in spite and because of the dark side of human existence. Now, look, I love it. I mean, I, I discovered your work um, through a textbook that I was um, uh, look, reading to prepare for my positive psychology course I was teaching at Penn. There was an introduction to positive psychology textbook where you were featured heavily in it. So first of all, the, the whole field's not against you, just so you know. I mean, you were in this whole textbook. You were featured, you know? And um, and I really liked your work. Uh, I really liked your work when I saw that. So um, if you could just elaborate a little bit on PP 2.0, that'd be great. Okay. Uh, okay. I've been saying again and again, but nobody listens. So I'm saying that it's impossible to have physical health without having the virus and control. We know that now, right? <laughs> yeah. I think that how, how healthy you are. You think you're immune? No. You know, anybody can get sick, okay? So to get physically healthy, you need to have immunization. You need to pro- uh, protect your body against injury, against toxins. The same logic applies to mental health. You have positive mental health or happiness. You have to protect the mind against trauma, childhood trauma, against toxic relationships, against 
toxic positivity, again, toxic emotions. So therefore, part of psychology from serious say that just focus on simply focus on the positive is unrealistic. Not unrealistic, it's harmful because I have so many clients are miserable because they want happiness and they can't get it. Right. They're miserable. Right. Yeah. So this this single-minded focus on positivity actually create people who are frustrated or depressed or anxious. True positivity is like light shining in the darkness. True possibility must take into account the misery impact in the world, the, the condition, the world condition, poverty, war, climate change, you know, as well as the dark side. Mm. That's why I wrote that paper. I said, wow, this dark side, light side, that's great research. Oh, it's, a, it's from Penn State. I said, oh, I said, uh, Marty must be. <laughs> Marty must be uh, have a, a reverse experience allow this kind of research. That is the dark side, light side. So I, I always tell people, I, you can't be happy if you don't know how to get along with your dark twin. Everybody has evil twin. Right? Sorry, say that again? Everybody has an evil twin. An evil what? what? Twins, well, twins, 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 yeah, twins. They're good, good. Two sides, yeah. then. They're two sides. I mean, twins. 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 Yeah. Oh, twins. Do you think? Um, do you think uh, everyone has an evil side to them, though? Like, evil is a pretty strong word. Oh, no, dark side. Dark, dark side. side. Dark side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have, you have, you have bright side and dark side. You have the golden. Uh, Golden shadow, your, your dark shadow. Yeah. Oh, you understand. So, so that's why I'm very excited about your research. I say, I don't even. I say, I wish that, uh, I wish that uh, a scholar would go and further, not study them separately with separate correlates, but somehow to see how. How they how how different people treat these two uh, uh, these two parts of them differently. Those people are able to transcend and integrate. Yes, they have more mental health, better mental health than people who fighting with a divided self, polarized mind, fighting within themselves. Those guys deny the dark side with a worse life. So I say, I say, oh, I wish, I wish God would go to the next step. You know, true, uh, the second wave of psychology asks for a completely different research strategy. That is, when you investigate any positive uh, variable, 
or do any possible intervention, you have to factor in a, a coherent, a coherent of the dark side to exercise your side. So that will give you a, a better picture because let people study past emotional and emotion, but they issue separately. There's a huge question and proper question. Why why you want to talk the dark side and the bright side? The two sides are either either additive of our is different algebra. See, in old days, uh, Atkinson achievement motivation, saying that the net achievement is equal to approach minus avoidance. So I say, Atkinson, you're wrong. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Who's right? Who's right in the field? is <laughs> wrong. I say... You know, the best, the best lawyer, the best scientist, because they don't want to be failed. They work doubly hard. So, so in that case, if, if they are able to have a positive approach, adaptive approach to fear of failure, hmm. they be able to turn avoidance into Doubly hard work to avoid that, to make sure the warning doesn't happen. And, and plus, the motivation is the state. So, if you, if, if uh, a, a, a person who incorporates the natural part and transform it will be stronger and happier and more achieving than people only focus on on the positive side. Is that my whole point? I'm saying that you can achieve, you can be more creative, more resilient, more flourishing, if you factor in the dark side, which can work for you. Just, just some logic, right? You make it that good. Uh, well, it has lots of energy there. What is, can you define the dark side for me? What, what, how do I know what's in my dark side? Come on, you know your dark side. Greed. I know. <laughs> oh, great. Great. Strangeness. Narcissistic. Yeah. The sins. The deadly sins. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Manipulation, trying to use people as instrument. I see. And I see. Rather, rather than treating people as people, you manipulate, use people. Yeah. And psychopath. Say, you went to everyone, you destroy anybody on your way to get ahead. The, the corporate leader, politicians, mm. many of them are psychopaths. They, they, they are very crazy people. But misguided, at level, talk about their, their, their mis, misguided motivation, misguided lifestyle. Mm. So that's why. Positive 2.0 means that you recognize that everything has downside and upside. If your dark side has an upside, has the, your dark side is very creative, 
Let energy. The creature energy come from your dark side and your bright side. Actually, more from dark side. Mm. So if you are world dark side, then you not can never be a writer. The dark side has a lot of brilliant ideas. It's how to the criminal mind. <laughs> the, <Yeah. laughs> the criminal mind is very smart. The criminal mind say, yeah, yeah, now, yeah. How can I get the most from this guy? Oh, a scam. There's a scam, scam artists. They're very smart yeah. people. You know, all, all the scam artists, the Ponson uh, scheme, the Ockham schemes, they come with exactly creative stories to get your money. Mm. Uh, so, there's the dark side. You know, you're really able to ally with the dark side, ask them to help you to do good things. You're full ahead and only focus on positive. That's the logic. But nobody listens to me. Well, I would push back on the the thing that no one's listening to you because there is a, there are there are a number of psychologists who are interested in this what what you call the second wave of positive psychology. Um, there was a book, uh, I think a book came out uh, a couple years ago on the second wave of positive psychology, and they you know were lauding you, lauding you, and uh, um, yeah, I'll see no. So, so they, they are my friends, like Tim Lomas, all my exactly, friends. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I'm saying that the old guy, you know, the, the, the original group, you know, like mm. 10 years ago, those guys are like the bunker mentality. You know, they, they, they think that we are, I'm challenging their, their, their empire, <laughs> the their empire. And you see, the younger guys, oh, they feel like me, you see, oh, you know, much theory doesn't work with my students. You know, they think that's not unreal. You know, that's in Clinton years. Uh, peace and prosperity. But now we have 9-11, now we have pandemic. I mean, that's a, the, the market is old stuff now. You know, it's the Clinton year. Of course, change. Before, you have the pictures. Now we have 5G iPhone. Um, the world has changed. So, um, what I'm trying to understand is this: there's a lot of similarities and differences between your approach and 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 and, and you know positive psychology 1.0, as you would call it. Um, so, you've chosen virtue, meaning, resilience, and well-being as the core tenets of of uh, of of positive psychology 2.0. Is that right? Yeah, my old days, I I become more. I become more, uh, more complicated than that. But anyway, so on every single issue, we have different assumptions. The assumption that true possibility, true positivity, include existential darkness. Now, also, you cannot look at the world through the binary either or mentality. So that's being silly. Mm. That's being silly. Because if your mind is big enough, you should be able to hold two ideas in two hands. You know, both ends. You know, like emotional options and bigger. You should have a heart big enough to hold two emotions. Your mind should be big enough 
to consider both fields measurement. Both ideas might have something to offer, I'm sure. We are then fighting each other binary to let's think about. I agree. Uh, like the dark side and bright side, both can contribute something to the, to the enterprise. I agree. Oh, I agree. Oh boy, that will make you much more creative, more energetic. So the whole idea is that like quantum transcendent, quantum uh, quantum thinking, a cat both alive and dead. Quantum computer is a binary. People <laughs> cluster thinking, system thinking. Uh, so the whole idea is that well our brain should be Big enough to to feel comfortable to feel comfortable to holding two opposing ideas and feel comfortable. Yeah, both are similar over. Then we have dialogue, we have internal dialogue. The internal dialogue between your your heart, your mind, the internal dialogue between your soul and your body. So, so that's how we grow. We grow through. Navigating a balance in complex system. Yes, is this is this your dual? This is your dual system model of the good life that you're describing. Yeah, yeah. Yin Yang. I mean, in Chinese term, the Yin Yang, right? Yeah. Okay. One side, one side you're in trouble. So, so the second part that that, that I don't agree. That you have to look at things because when you look at things. When your heart big enough to hold two emotions, uh, all the people relationship, like woman and man, all of them love hate together. No, no. Uh, the teachers student relationship, all of them love hate. Okay? So relationship, uh, emotion, all ten that include two complementary but opposite sides. Okay? Agreed. Yeah. No. Here's the difference. So we talk about you got to involve in the dark part, you have six things that are the, the, the third thing is that to itself is it's not good. Psychology in the 60s, self, self psychology. Self psychology only takes you so far. Because of my, my friend David Beckham say, it's not just agency, they're also communion, community. Yep. But I yep. also talk about the spirituality because behind the two agency and communion, the spirituality is a tripartite, tripartite model. The, the holistic approach to human being is that human being has, both, has a spiritual dimension. And more importantly, we are not a isolated individuals closed in skins. We are all part of a human network. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Now, so therefore, a psychologist simply builds on I, as an agent, as a self-contained, sufficient individual, that will result to what uh, the guy called the uh, years ago read uh, American psychologist called uh, the empty self. The empty self occur is because there's too much focus on self. 
and ignore the community uh, social values at the top of social interest, uh, community the value of community, a neighborhood, and spiritual value. We sometimes, uh, you know, like, like uh, uh, Jordan Peterson called about religious instinct. I mean, I, I call that uh, a, a spiritual instinct. Yeah. You study culture. I say that Voltaire said that if you know God, you have to create God. Because in this horrible world, we can't survive without God. So I told many of my clients, they're from China, they don't believe in God. I say, I try you, I try to help you with all the psychology techniques that I know. You just can't beat addiction. You, you better <laughs> you better ask God to help you. I say, you, you have to pray as if there's a God. Because currently speaking, I try everything. Yes, you still cannot put the, put the addiction or just have a bad habit. I'm sorry, I, I can't help you anymore. Mm. I only pray for you. I mean, you can pray for yourself. This is how I come preaching. I, I don't believe in God. Well, that's that's way. So I pray something happened. I pray something happened. Wow, well, I said, oh, that's magic. <laughs> magic. I said, now I can help you. So therefore, when people discard spiritual values, Judeo-Christian values, the whole Western civilization is in danger. They are no match to the Eastern civilization. The, the discipline, the hard work, the creativity, the Western civilization, no match. No match to, to the Asian civilization without what makes us strong is a Judeo-Christian value of, of assign intrinsic value to individual life. Every individual matters. So that is that is the biggest contribution and also the Western value talk about the importance of about granting grace to fear forgiveness. Forgiveness is a big fear. Okay? That's a big one. Forgiveness Forgive is a big one. Without forgiveness, there's no relationship. Okay? It's also a negative part of see. Without forgiveness, then no, no, not possible to maintain the relationship. Mm-hmm. You have to forgive the bad stuff. You see? So in evidence, so what I'm saying that you know, you know, person for you know, for us to flourish, we have to factor in not the agency, but community. Mm-hmm. We have to. So I have been, I've been doing a meetup group, you know. Trying to, trying to create community for years. You know, you have to reassess community and spirituality. This world is, the, the universe is full of wonders and uh, mysteries. Hmm. We don't know what black matter is. We don't know what dark hole is. We don't know what kind of what kind of power make all the galaxies, all the stars moving in the in the orbit orderly? Okay? We don't know. The higher something is beyond our thinking. Call that God or call that cosmos, whatever you call it. 
The Soviet Union trouble, the idea that a there's an unknown superpower can provide help. It's such a consolation. There is such hope. That's why I said tragic optimism. Tragic optimism. Tragic is optimism. It's based on faith. Then all things fail. You are a minor, very three, three miles underground. Or you are floating in the ocean. Well, sharks, your little rubber boat. You better pray, man. You better pray. <laughs> Nobody can help you. That's why I say you can't go through life without God. It's very difficult. Young man, you can't go through God. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't expecting a, a sermon. <laughs> So let me ask you about me. Your, uh, I just sort of uh, my last question for today because it's we're coming up on the hour. But I wanted. I really think during this time, a lot of people feel a great lack of meaning, um, and you're you're really the the guy to talk to about this. You know, you're the person to talk to about this. You created a meaning uh, th- uh, therapy. Is that right? A meaning centered form of therapy that was based on Viktor Frankl's work. Is that right? Integrative meaning therapy. Right. Yeah. 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 Usually people come to ask me, say, how oh, I find meaning? I say, being alive is meaning. Do you know that? Hmm. Think about that. Life is a gift that you're able to feel, touch, you're able to learn. And everybody's unique singularity. Meaning is that love life, Learning, growing, bearing fruit, the whole process, the theological, that, that every person is on earth, it can learn and grow and bear fruit. That's meaning. That's meaning number one. Yes. You know, everybody can meaning for being alive. Do you know that? You know I that? agree. I agree. It's called, I love the idea of existential gratitude. No, 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 not yet, not yet, not yet. Oh, not yet, not yet. Okay, too soon. So, so this, this first lesson I tell them, right? Here with them. But today you're able to. I mean, many people are sick. Many people can walk. Now you're able to walk around. You're able to learn things. Wow, what a privilege! What a privilege! Think about that. If you, if you have a sense, just think about life itself is a miracle. That you are you're part of a miracle. That being alive is a source of meaning. Okay. The second thing, the second thing. You're alive. Not 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 only you're able to create. That Franco called that creation value. The brain is a marvelous machine. You can, the little kids draw nice pictures. You can create music, create art. Uh, my little, another little son is very scientific, able to create things, okay? Computer. Wow, that's amazing. Creativity is meaning. You create something 
with your life, with your effort. That is so much joy, so much richness. Creative meaning. Yes. yes like yourself yes. meaning, creative meaning, and Yalom, Yalom, well, you know Yalom. Yalom said that, oh, life is, life is horrible, so painful, so painful. But creativity, you're, you're able to create something your life. That is, he said he wished he had my face, but he couldn't, because his uh, scientific thinking, he cannot believe in God. He, he admires life, her face. Uh, mm -hmm. But I said, but, but you have creativity. <laughs> so we, we, we should go around all that. But anyway, so creativity, uh, one more thing, you not only can create things, but you're able to savor and appreciate all the beauties around you. Look, the sunset, sunrise, and the leaves change color over the season. I smell the fresh air, and little children play, and listen to beautiful music. Wow, we're living in a wonderful world. Yes. Even during wartime, we're able to put our hands against an wall with a shadow that we're making, playing games. There's so many things to enjoy. Even if some countries will be depressed, I say, shame on you. Shame on you. You know how to appreciate all the things you already have. The mindfulness is about opening your eyes to say, look, there, there, there are lots of wonders around this world. Life is beautiful. You, you know, garbage can is beautiful. Mm. The artist can make a beautiful painting. Suffering can be beautiful. Is that what you're saying? Oh, Suffering is beautiful because it's cruel to be sad. It's cruel it's, to be sad? It, it's cruel to be sad. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. To be sad. Uh, yes, I, uh, I'm a sad philosopher. It's better than a happy pig. A sad philosopher means your life is depth. A happy pig is shallow. Nobody wants to be shallow. You want a meaningful life, it's a deep life. See that? No way to look at that. Meaningful life. Don't, don't, don't go for shallow life. Eat, drink, and, and be merry. That's a shallow life. Be a sad philosopher. Join my club. <laughs> Do you say tribe? Do you say join my tribe? Is that what you said? It's join my club to be sad. Say it again? Join, join my club. Join my club. Join my club. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I really like I, I really like that idea of um, depths of meaning. You know, the 1987 paper you wrote uh, with your colleague. Yeah, depths um, of meaning. Yeah. Uh, let me continue the social meaning. Okay, the creativity and experiential. Okay. Now, what we can also say the de defined attitude that means courage. If you if you then Let's say you come to camp, you can't work, you can't enjoy things, but at least you dare to rebel against your fate. Yes. Yes. You can kill my body, but I cannot destroy my soul. Okay? I will walk into my guest chamber with prayer in my heart. Face on my lips, I die with dignity. I choose to die with dignity. With, my with what on dignity. your lips? With what on your lips? A, a song in my lips. Praise. Praising God. Pra praise? Praising. 
praising God. God. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. In my lips, okay? In my heart, in my, in my, in my prayer, in my heart. Okay. 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 I said, praise the Lord. Okay? Praise the Lord. So I'm saying that, he said that, and all Alexander, Alexander Sakharia said that, as a human being, our job is to rebel. Rebel against fate. Rebel against, against all the de deterministic forces. It's to rebel against all the determining forces. You feel free like a human being. That you're fighting against against the dark forces. You're alive. So therefore, you enjoy. That's why Sisyphus must be happy when he defied the gods, pushed the rock on hill and rolled down and said, fuck you all. I will continue to, to pull. I enjoy my strength stronger, stronger, stronger. I will not roll over and die. Yeah. yeah. Defiance is, is, is happiness. Wow. wow. Dr. Wong, please don't change. Don't change. Um, I have to uh, uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, but I also want you to know that I appreciate you. Um, I don't I don't ignore you. So. I, know. I really appreciate you too. You're the, you're, you're the uh, Maslow Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Maslow Jr. I love it. Well, um, I just, uh, real, real honor having you on my podcast today. Yes. We're on the same page. We, we continue to work hard to put it, put it together. Eh? Absolutely. We're all the same. We're all human beings. Eh? Exactly. So, so those labels divide. Okay? <laughs> labels divide. I agree. So, yeah. So I don't know how to call myself. I call myself as essential part of psychology because I'm dealing with essential issues. Yeah. But also, very positive. I believe in a better future. And I believe that people can change. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's I think very much in line with the humanistic psychologists, and they're 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 they were deeply influenced by the existential philosophers. Yeah. Okay, so I'll talk to you again. Okay. Yes, thank you, Doctor Wong. <laughs> we'll see you at the conference. Okay, see you at the conference. See you at the conference. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Psychology Podcast. If you'd like to react in some way to something you heard. I encourage you to join in the discussion at thepsychologypodcast.com. That's thepsychologypodcast.com. Also, if you'd prefer a completely ad-free experience, you can join us at patreon.com slash psychpodcast. Thanks for being such a great supporter of the show and tune in next time for more on the mind, brain, behavior, and creativity. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.
Com. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.